Welcome to Audacity Works, a podcast inspired by and dedicated to the working artist, the creative entrepreneur, and generally doing the damn thing. This exists on the premise that the world belongs to those who have the audacity to believe that their lives have value. This is for you. Welcome to Audacity Works. I'm your host, Rachel Strickland, and this is episode number 23, which is all about what the fuck do I do with my money? When I earn it, what do I do with my money? Uh, This is for the freelancers out there, particularly if you're just starting out, I'll just give you some of the advice that helped me not to go, you know, bankrupt um, without having steady income. I've been a freelancer my entire adult life, uh, except for six months when I worked for the Amazon app store. Um, Although I was a contractor, I wasn't an employee. So you know what? Still a freelancer. Uh, And that's been about well, I don't know, that's math. I'm 40 years old. So I've always been a freelancer. And uh, this is, this is how I have managed my money, especially when I had none. And that's what's so annoying is when you're first starting out, and you're, uh, you're a fledgling, and you, you're making some money, but it's like, there's, there isn't anything to invest. And people are like, make sure you invest. Bitch, I can't even buy a rotisserie chicken. How am I supposed to invest? This was not written for me. This podcast is for you. Let's start from the very, very basics. Like, okay, uh, you start freelancing, you start earning some money. It goes out as soon as it comes in. Uh, and if you are in this space of life, that's okay. And if people are trying to make you feel bad for like buying a latte, that is not the correct perspective to be viewing uh, your money with. Your money is bought with your life. And if you're a freelancer, particularly a freelance artist, um, it's a fair trade because you're like, I don't want to be doing other things. I want to work on my, my work and present my work. And this is the life that I want. And that comes with a lot less financial stability, especially in the beginning. No amount of not buying a latte is uh, is going to change that. But there are some like bigger picture things that you can do. And a lot of what I uh, espouse and practice in my own like financial planning and in my own life, uh, I have gotten from one source, which is Ramit Sethi. What's up, Ramit? You will probably never hear this, but long time uh, longtime fan, longtime follower. I've also purchased a couple of Ramit's um, programs. He runs a website called I Will Teach You To Be Rich. And I remember distinctly being um, not broke, but, you know, close to broke in Seattle when I was 27, 28. And my friends are like, this, this guy's book, I'm reading it. And it kind of sounds like stuff that you would tell me to do. And then I read it and it was like way smarter stuff than I had thought of on my own. Um, but some of it, like I liked, I like his attitude and I followed, uh, I followed his advice for years and it has always done me right. So here's a plug for Ramit. I'm going to put a link in the show notes. Uh, if you want to read up, he has a book, brilliant book. Uh, it's called, I will teach you to be rich. And there are a lot of like from the ground up stuff, uh, that you can follow. So highly recommend But before I found Ramit, I only really had one piece of financial advice that had stuck in my head. And I'm going to be very honest with you. That piece of advice came from an episode of Friends. 
I grew up watching it with my siblings. Uh, it did not age well, but we like it has a special place in our hearts because we grew up watching it and um, the inside jokes continue to this day. But on this particular episode, like Monica has lost her job and her dad has come over and and her mother and they're like, oh my God, uh, what is Monica going to do now that she has lost her job? And the dad puts on his dad voice and he's like, 10% of every paycheck. Where does it go? And Ross is like, in the bank. Clearly, Monica did not follow this advice, but I watched that episode so many times as such a young person that that really stuck. I'm like, okay, well, that seems feasible. 10% of everything I earn, I can just put into a separate savings account. And since we bank online, that's really easy to do now. So that is what I did for many, many years. It was very simple, but I wasn't earning enough to do anything else with the rest uh, of my money. Uh, so 10% of everything I earned, I put into a savings account. And I had to use that savings account many times. I emptied it out many times. Uh, and that's fine because that's what it was there for. It allowed me to continue training and doing my work and, you know, earning a crust and working my way through this jungle. So at its most basic level, that is some very elementary advice that I would give to anyone. Like wherever you are uh, in, in your earning, you know, put 10% of it separately, use it whenever you need it, okay? Also, I really hope it goes without saying that I'm not an accountant. Um, I'm a performance artist and, uh, and a coach. So this is all just things that I have learned from my own experience. Blah, 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 disclaimer. I hope you already knew that. But one of the things that I especially love about Ramit's advice, um, one, he doesn't pull any punches. And he's like, don't be a loser, do this. That's like really funny. Uh, but one of his axioms is uh, know where your values are so you can spend extravagantly on the things that are important to you and cut costs mercilessly on the things that aren't important to you. For example, if you don't really care about where you live, then you can have a shithole apartment uh, for lower rent. And, um, and that way you can spend more on other things because rent is a huge cost. For myself, the thing that I don't really care about is like driving a fancy car. I've always owned cars that like four or five hands down the line. It's just not something that's super important to me as long as the car keeps running. Uh, I know how to take care of it. I, I know when get when get an oil change and stuff, but I, I don't need the bells and whistles. So I've always bought used cars and drove them until they departed this earth. And that really, really works for me, which means that I, I can use that money that would have been spent on like a car payment for something that really matters to me, like food. It's food, by the way. I will spend extravagantly on food. Another axiom of Ramit's that I'm totally going to mention because it's really important is that there is a limit to how much money you can save by trying to cut costs, not buy lattes, not treat yourself at any time. There's a limit to how much you can save, but there's no limit to how much you can earn. And as a freelancer, um, that, that's entrepreneurship. There are always ways to make money. Um, that's the other side of the edge, of the double-edged sword that is... Um, you know, the white hot nightmare of late stage capitalism. You have to live in capitalism, but because you live in capitalism, there are countless ways to earn money. 
Now, this particular podcast isn't about earning money. It's about what to do with the money that you have. And in its most basic premise, friends did me right. Uh, that advice did me right for for years. I don't use that anymore. Um, I have graduated, so to speak, and I now use the profit first method, which was introduced to me by my amazing friend, Sandy York, uh, who is an accountant. And I'll tell you a little story about Sandy. So I felt like it was the thing to do that I needed to hire an accountant. And I knew if I hired an accountant, it was going to be Sandy because she's super dope. So I did. And what I realized um, over the uh, over the months was that what I really wanted wasn't to pay someone else to do it all for me. I wanted to work with someone like quarterly and make sure that I was doing it correctly because I wanted to know how to do it myself. And I, I track all of my expenses in QuickBooks um, half for years. It works really well for me. And because Sandy is so amazing, uh, when I told her this, she was like, oh, well, let's just do that quarterly then. And and you do the QuickBooks and I'll look it over quarterly. And so that's that's an amazing accountant right there. Sandy, you're the best. I'm going to put your website uh, in the show notes. So if anyone wants to follow you, they can and you totally should. So Sandy introduced me to the profit first way of sort of like, what do you do with the money? <laughs> How much do you allocate for taxes? How much should you be paying yourself as a self-employed person? And it was just, there was no good answers anywhere I could find, but profit first is incredibly simple. And at the end of the month, you look at all your deposits, everything that came in through, uh, through your account, be it like um, from gigs or maybe coaching, um, teaching specialty things that you've done, workshops, anything like that add up everything that you've earned, and you divide that, uh, 15% goes into an account for your taxes, 30% goes to business expenses, 50% goes to you, and that's owner's pay. And that's where, like, that's the premise of profit first. You pay yourself first. Uh-huh. Durr. Uh, and bonus savings gets 5%. And you can play with those numbers um, I'll put a link up in the show notes if you want to read more about that. I never looked into it. This is a whole book. Like It was written by a man. Oh my God, I don't know his name. I'm not even going to say it. Uh, but I'll find a link and I'll put it up. And, uh, you know, there's a whole book written about it. So he's gone into exhaustive detail. I didn't read the book. I just followed the percentages and it has worked fabulous for the past. Uh, I've been doing it almost a year. And I really, really like that because when tax season comes up, when you're a self-employed person, and you haven't paid anything in, guess what? You get a big bill. Big bill. But because I had been doing profit first for the whole of the year, I had it. Like, I, I have the money to pay my big bill. I already said it. It's already ready already. Thank you, Sandy. Thank you, profit first. And that percentage again that I've been using is 15%. At the first of every month, uh, I sign into my online banking and I add up all my deposits and I move the money around like, okay, 50% goes to me. Yay. And then 15 to tax savings, 30% to business expenses. So frankly, it just sits there in my business account and 5% goes to bonus savings. And the bonus savings fund is for use in anything. Uh, I like to use it for um, vacations, uh, trips, which have been, you know, like not many of those happening, but that's more a matter of prioritization. Not because there isn't any money in it, because there is. And because uh, Sandy empowered me 
um, through her support and through education to um, categorize my own expenses. And I, I love knowing how to do that so much. So uh, every Friday, I sit down and I categorize everything in QuickBooks that I bought, um, which was owner's pay and which was a business expense, blah, blah, blah. And I really look forward to doing it. I, have to, I used to dread it, but the reason I dreaded it was because I didn't understand it. And I didn't know if I was doing it correctly, if I was making a big mess for Sandy to clean up at the end of the year. Um, but now I I feel like I do know what I'm doing. And does Sandy need to help me out sometimes? Oh yeah, you betcha. That's why we meet quarterly. But I really enjoy the feeling of knowing where the money is going, knowing where it's coming from and how to categorize it makes me feel more empowered and not like I'm at the mercy of uh, this system that I don't understand. Now, back to if you are just starting out and you're a fledgling artist. Um, Unpopular opinion, perhaps, but I think that all freelancers should have a credit card. Uh, Not because I want you to go into debt. That's stupid. Um, It's not stupid to go into debt. Debt just happens. But... Uh, I've just I've seen it so many times where a young artist is struggling financially and they are out of money and they need to purchase a thing that is necessary and they can't purchase it because there's no money left, even though they will get paid again uh, after this gig comes through on this weekend, blah, blah, blah. There's money coming. It's just not there yet. That's what a credit card is for. So that you're never in the position of, well, I can't eat this week because my gig hasn't happened yet. That is what a credit card is for. Then pay it off. Even worse is when uh, when an artist has been struggling financially and they don't have the safety net of a credit card to, uh, to help them get over uh, a lag period and then pay it off uh, when they get paid, when they get new income is that they end up taking unsafe work with unsafe conditions just because they're desperate to have some income. And if you have a credit card, something that can shoulder an expense for you for a time period, then you don't have to take an unsafe gig. I I think I've had the same credit card for like 20 years. I don't know. I have a Capital One Venture because it gets good miles and then I can fly to go see my papa. Um, I, don't, I don't think I've paid for a flight to go see my dad in years because I just use miles. I put everything on my credit card because I want the miles. Everything, especially big purchases. And I can write it off as a business expense if it is when I do my accounting later on or not. And I pay it off in full at the end of every month. If you're not able to do that, but you have been able to consistently make payments, even if you're not paying off everything, you can call your credit card company and ask them to lower your interest rate. If you're carrying a balance, please do that. Also, I learned this from Ramit. Absolutely. And when you get to a place where you're like, okay, I actually have some money left over, but also I'm a lifelong freelancer and I have no 401k and no retirement funds, so what do I do about that? I'd say step one would be an IRA. Either, I'm sorry, this is very American-focused advice, but I, I, I do not study economic systems. 
Um, but if you're in the United States, um, an IRA, either regular or a Roth, I don't have a preference between those two. Someone else will. And then uh, you can contribute up to $6,000 a year into an IRA. And if you have more than that, then you graduate up to a SEP IRA. And how much you can contribute to that, uh, that's dependent on your income. But I do get asked that question sometimes, like, what do we do about retirement? (laughs) There's no one looking out for us. We have no pension. It's like, I get it. And the answer to that uh, is an IRA or later on a SEP IRA when you're earning enough to contribute more than $6,000 a year. So there you have it. That's very much financial planning, uh, very elementary style. Um, Mostly Ramit Sethi's advice bastardized through my voice. Oh, seriously, if you're an American, just go buy that book. I think it's like $15 or something. I Will Teach You to Be Rich by Ramit Sethi. Um, It's excellent stand-up advice. And at the very, very beginning stages, 10% of everything you earn goes into the savings account. And don't touch it. Don't use it to pay your bills until you have to. And then that's what it's there for. And this way you can get your feet underneath yourself as a working artist while you're figuring out how you can negotiate for higher pay and how you can make the value of what it is that you're offering apparent to everyone because it's not always apparent. It's our job to make it that way. But I hope that this has been helpful for someone. Uh, It's very American-based. Sorry about that for my international friends But wherever you are, I do hope that you are looking forward to whatever season uh, is being born for you. Here it is full-blown spring. It is absolutely spectacular outside. There's green all over the trees. My freesia are blooming. Uh, I go out every day and talk to my plants (laughs) because it makes me so excited when they poke their little heads up from the dirt after sleeping all winter. I'm like, what's up? How you doing? I never get tired of it. But thank you so, so much for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for writing in and for your questions. Always happy to hear from you. You can DM me on Instagram at Rachel Strickland Creative or find me on Patreon at Rachel Strickland Creative. I wish you abundance and an embarrassment of riches. Don't go back to sleep.